Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode 29. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 29 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. Today we are talking about collaboration marketing, and it is something that I have complete love hard eyes for. Collaboration marketing is pretty much the reason why I have a business today. Honestly, it would not exist if it were not for collaborating with similar but non-competing businesses in the early days. So I had to cover it on the podcast. And when I was thinking about who to have a chat to around collaboration marketing, well, there was no decision really because the queen of collaboration marketing is Jess from Collabosaurus. And that is who I have on the podcast today. Guys, we talk all about basically how to make collaboration marketing work for small businesses, some examples of some really kick-ass social media collaborations, how Collabosaurus has used collaborations to grow their own business, how service-based businesses can use collaborations, how to measure the success of a collaboration, and we chat about much more as well. Now, I'm not going to rub it on, so let's go straight into the podcast. If you enjoy 
enjoy it, please head over to iTunes and leave it a rating and a review. I would be very, very appreciative. Okay, guys, let's dive in. Hey, Jess, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. I am so happy to have you on. I um, <laughs> was actually uh, putting together my podcast plan for the, the sort of the coming months while I'm away in Bali. And I was just thinking, I need to cover collaboration marketing because it's literally pretty much the reason why my business has basically launched and gotten off the ground and been successful. So definitely wanted to cover it. And then I was thinking, who on earth will I have on to talk about it? And you are obviously the obvious choice. So. <laughs> collaboration obsessed person you can think of. Yeah, 100%. So for anyone that hasn't heard about you, maybe if you want to start with, I guess, who you are and a little bit about Collabosaurus. Yeah. So um, my name's Jess. Hi, guys. And I'm the founder of Collabosaurus. And Collabosaurus is essentially a matchmaking tool for brands. So we connect brands together for really powerful brand-to-brand marketing partnerships. And that can be anything from social media to event partnerships and product partnerships as well. Um, And essentially, I started it because I was really frustrated trying to pull together partnerships myself. I was working in fashion and lifestyle PR, and it was just really time-consuming and annoying (laughs) to pull together brand partnerships all the time. So Tinder was kind of becoming popular, and that's how the idea started. Um, And we launched Collabosaurus, and now we're an end-to-end campaign manager. So we match brands together and then help those brands manage their campaigns and track their campaigns as well. That's cool. I, um, side note, came across you. When did you launch? When was, what year did you launch? Well, we launched about three and a half years ago. So it was like 2015 around April and, but we launched it as a tool for publicists then. So I reckon I came across you. It must've been around about then because I was still working at, where was I? The Queensland Reds, I think. And I was trying to find, yeah, I was trying to find partnerships for something or other. I think it might've been like goodie bags for the gala ball or something and somehow came across you and signed up for the platform way back then. So you probably haven't been on there from like 2015. Do not judge too hard. That website was an early, early (laughs) version. We've learned a lot since then. I just thought it was such a great idea though, because you're so right. Like collaborations are amazing. Partnerships are amazing, but it can be hard to kind of pull it all together or know where to start. It's so so time consuming. And I mean, even if you do know what you're doing, you're kind of relying on the network you've already built and you're kind of hustling and reaching out and not really knowing what they might want or how you could help them. It's just sort of like feeling around in the dark a bit. So totally. And I think that kind of stops a lot of people as well in their tracks. They just kind of don't know where to start so they don't start. Absolutely. But I guess we can dive into that. But to start off with, I guess, why do you think collaborations are so fabulous? Oh my gosh, so many reasons. I've I've got sort of three main things. But I mean, at the end of the day, they're just an incredible like tool to tap into new audiences and grow any kind of business. So, I mean, an example I use a lot is the Shandon and Seafolly example. So those two brands came together and released a limited edition um, sparkling wine that featured the Seafolly bikini print from their new range on a bottle of Shandon. So pretty simple to kind of pull together really. And what these guys were able to do together was just so much more powerful than what they would have been able to achieve on their own. They were able to creatively tap 
tap into each other's audiences through really clever cross-promotion and then engage the audiences they reach too. So it wasn't just promoting out, you know, buy this, buy this, buy this. It was promoting out something really cool that the audiences really engage with. So, I mean, from my perspective, the benefits are kind of threefold. The first thing would be to reach new potential customers. The second would be to engage your communities with something really awesome. And the third one would be is kind of like an offshooting effect. And that's that you're growing your network at the same time, which is so fabulous. I mean, I'm sure you're exactly the same. You know, collaborations kind of start with one thing, but then you build these relationships and create incredible friendships and networks with people who are in complementary industry spaces to you, understand business and are doing similar things to you. And it's just an awesome way to grow your network at the same time. Yeah, 100%. And I know I mentioned kind of briefly before, but before I sort of ever had a business, basically I had a like a social media blog and my whole strategy was, and it wasn't a strategy, it was just I had no idea what I was doing and decided <laughs> to <laughs> go out and interview basically people in similar but non-competing businesses yeah. about social media and basically would interview them on my blog. And I mean, that's a collaboration kind of in itself. And Absolutely. then basically from that, their audiences would find out about me and literally like that got me to the point where, you know, people were asking what my services were. I didn't have any and it turned into a business. So it's amazing. Yeah. I'm so honestly, so passionate about the power of it. And I think as well, the fact that in some cases, you know, it's free, like it's one of the only ways that you can market without actually having to, you know, put down what would otherwise be a considerable amount of money for the amount of people that you're reaching. Absolutely. You're leveraging your skill set, your community, your time, all of that instead of just paying straight up cash. And I think that's really what differentiates the difference between brand to brand collaborations and brand to influencer collaborations. I think that distinction we get used a lot with an influencer platform when um, Collabosaurus connects brands with other brands in complementary spaces. We don't connect influencers up together. And that's because influencer relationships, yes, they can sometimes be an unpaid collaboration kind of situation, but um, influencer collaborations these days, a lot of them involve, you know, you're paying for content creation and placement, whereas brand collaborations is doing something mutually beneficial and win-win that's leveraging each other's assets kind of outside of the cash, <laughs> the cash side. And they yeah, can happen on the cash component. Absolutely. And they can happen on more things than just social media. And the great thing is, is that like, even if you do an event collaboration or a product collaboration, it always ends up boosting social media because, mm. you know, they're your channels that you're going to be sharing that across and vice versa with the brand you're working with. So um, from a social media perspective, I mean, they're just absolutely so powerful. It's amazing. Totally. Have you got any examples, I guess, of social media collabs that have been really effective? Yeah. I mean, there are a ton. A lot of them come down to kind of content collaborations, giveaways and yeah. competitions. So yeah. I love the GoPro and Red Bull um, collaboration. I've Just, seen that one. I love that collaboration. Yeah. So GoPro basically come to the table with all of their incredible content and equipment and Red Bull come to the table with their really crazy, um, like, oh, what do they call them? Like adventure sports type thing. And so they work really well together and can cross promote 
really well together into each other's communities with really powerful content that's co-branded um, and it's win-win. But, I mean, I mean, through Collabasaurus, we've seen so many collaborations. Like there's ones like Coco Lux and A Thousand Stories and A Thousand Stories is like a flat lay stylist and photographer and Coco yeah. Lux are those beautiful candles. Basically, Coco Lux really wanted to boost content and exposure and A Thousand Stories really just wanted to grow her social following and a portfolio. And through Collabasaurus, they connected up and A Thousand Stories created the most beautiful flat lay pictures of Coco Lux candles. Um, and then Coco Lux were featuring all of those images completely fully credited multiple times across Instagram, but also doing like a blog feature and a shout out mm. on an email list and all that kind of stuff as well. And it really helped I love that. stories grow so yeah yeah that's awesome and I mean I guess like on a smaller basis like I know examples of you know photographers for example that have come to me and they're kind of like would you like to do some sort of collaboration where like I'll take photos if you showcase them on your social media like kind of like another example of like a simple kind of collaboration that is a win for the photographer in terms of obviously they're getting exposure and um they're getting in front of a target audience of people that will do business with them Mm -hmm. and then from my end I'm getting you know, amazing photos for my social media. Exactly. It's win-win, win-win and mutually beneficial, which is sort of the only way collaborations can work. I think I've heard so many stories in the past of people who have been burned by bad collaborations. And a lot of that, unfortunately, just comes down to um, it being really (laughs) one-sided. I think a lot of people use the word collaboration and they're not genuine or authentic about it. They just say, you know, we can collaborate and basically you give me all this stuff for free and the end um, yeah and, and yeah. I guess you have to be careful with that kind of exposure thing as well like Absolutely. if you're kind of going to someone and you're like you know I'll offer you exposure it's like well you know unless that's something that's really valuable for you then you know it's not actually a collaboration yeah with a target market yeah. that you want to get in front of through the channels that you want to get exposure through I mean and that's why we built Collabasora so that that's all yeah, up front and I love that into the platform shameless plug <laughs> well that's all right <laughs> um how have you guys used collaborations like obviously um as a business it's something that you promote for other people but have you guys used it to grow your own business yeah Oh, absolutely. We use collaborations all the time. I collaborated two days ago with Academy XI. Um, they have, we were running a workshop yep. and we needed a venue space. And so we um, collaborated with Academy XI and in exchange for their venue space, we could offer multi-channel exposure through our email and social media and shout outs to the event and also bring a whole lot of people yep. new into their new venue space. So um, that was a really powerful collaboration and super simple as well. And I mean, to bring it back to mm. the very beginning, like three and a half years ago when I first started Collabasaurus and I had no social media following, no budget, no email list, I had literally nothing in terms of marketing. But everyone starts there, don't exactly. they? Like so many small businesses, yeah. they just start bootstrapping, they have nothing. Yeah. yeah but, and they kind of, a lot of people kind of say to me, oh, you know, I might be sort of too small to collaborate. And that's absolutely not the case. I mean, I was collaborating before I even had built Collabasaurus. I had like an Instagram account and an idea that was being yep. built and I reached out to Owners Collective which you would know 
I love Ernest yeah. Collective. <laughs> Prue's awesome. So we we actually, um, well, at first I kind of saw what she was doing with Ernest Collective and I reached out to her and I said, I would love to run a webinar um, and I will basically pull the entire thing together. I'll have it branded in Ernest Collective branding and blah, 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 for the opportunity to basically get in front of your audience. And she was like, yes, absolutely, blah, blah, blah. And we're both kind of at similar levels in our journey. We both kind of just started and I'd just sort of seen her from afar. And we did that webinar and then like fast forward six months and we were sharing an office together and we'd collaborated oh, further. We were desk yeah, parties. Right. She sat across from yeah. me for about eight months. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. So it's just funny at like how collaborations can start super small and then they lead to so many great things as well. And I'm, the similar thing happened with Startup Creative and Seeker Lover Dreamer and General Assembly as well. I mean, you can collaborate starting small and work your way up and build your network at the same time. It's great. The way that I've kind of done it is I will suss out people on social media and I feel like you kind of get an idea of their vibe through their social media. Like there's people that I feel like that I know before I've ever kind of met them and <laughs> I'll kind of hit them up about, you know, some sort of collaboration or whatever it is. And, you know, whether it's an interview or like a podcast collaboration or whatever, and generally it will go from there. So it's kind of like the start of an ongoing relationship. And yeah. some of those people have become some of my best business friends. Obviously, yeah, that's um, the honest- thing. Yeah, it's awesome. So many people I've collaborated with have turned into some of my best business friends. So a lot of my audience are service-based business um, owners uh-huh. and I kind of get a lot of questions, I guess, about how social media in general, but then also social media collabs can work for them. And I know we've covered it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but a lot of service-based businesses will kind of think of influencers and kind of think of products Mm -hmm. being swapped in exchange for exposure or whatever, but don't see how it can work for them. Do you have any thoughts on that? Absolutely. Collaborations can totally work for you if you're a service-based business. I mean, I'm a service-based business, you're a service-based business and and we collaborate all the time. I think it's it's easier though to look at a product and kind of go, oh, like, you know, go to skincare and Kester Black. Like that makes so much sense because you can see the product, it's tangible and it's like, yeah, but then how the hell would that work for me? Um, We actually built a really fun free idea generator. Um, cool. I'll give you the links. To yeah, you give it to me. Yeah, I need it. Basically, yeah, if you put in that you're a service-based business and that, and you then you answer a question about what's your marketing goal, it spits out ideas and case studies um, and recommendations as to how you can collab as a service-based oh, business. That. But yeah, that was a fun thing to build on the weekend. But um, <laughs> in terms of like my ideas, I would definitely say online products, ebooks, webinars, Facebook lives, those kinds of things are really powerful. You could also look at collaborating with a product-based brand that could potentially offer something else that your audience or community or customers need. Um, You could also look at doing like gifting collaborations, for example, or a prize for social media challenges or competitions. Um, I saw one the other day. um, I didn't see one. I was involved in one by (laughs) your one and only. So she was running a competition to win a full, you know, branding pack, a social media strategy session. That was so clever. She did such a great job. It was so clever. Yeah. Yeah. So she got together um, four or five 
service-based businesses that could help um, a growing startup Mm -hmm. and she ran a competition that way. And so it was like you can absolutely use social media competitions. I think it's just about identifying the goal you want to achieve and also making sure, like you said, Stevie, that the target market aligns with who you want to get in front of. You know, you want to make sure that that cross-promotion is going to help you get in front of potential customers, not just anyone and everyone. And I think that's kind of something that I really drive home across all of social media, like making sure your followers are the correct target audience, making sure that X, Y, Z. So I think that's a really, really good Mm -hmm. point. Um, Absolutely. So what do you think in terms of actually, like if you get to the end of a collab, like how do you measure the success? Because sometimes it's something that's a little bit intangible. Like what are your kind of recommendations, I guess, to people around, okay, cool. I want to do a collaboration. Um, and you've kind of touched on it with the goals and things, but how they actually Mm. get the most out of it in terms of tracking and measuring it. Look, I think so many people start collaborating because like for collaboration's sake. Yeah. I know there's like, I think there's an ambulance going behind me. So I'm sorry, everyone, (laughs) for that siren. Um, Basically... I know, yes, ambiance. But, yeah, people are collaborating for collaboration's sake and they go into it with this big creative idea and it's going to be really cool and there's going to – there it is again – and it's going to be really cool and, like, you know, this brand partnership is going to be awesome and this person's really awesome. But then what gets – what happens is you get tied up and lost in the collaboration and at the end of it you sit back and you just kind of go, I don't know (laughs) if that worked or not. And I think really the solution to that is to go into the collaboration with a really clear objective in mind and then you can base all of your um, measurements around success on that objective. You can also build your whole collaboration around achieving that objective and you want to make sure that you're communicating that to your collaborator as well. That is so important. Um, Yeah, so I think, yeah, knowing what you want to achieve in the first place before even reaching out to a brand or before using Collabosaurus and and before building a collaboration idea even. I mean, so many people get like caught up in the I don't have a big idea or I don't know what I can Mm. offer. I think the first thing you absolutely need to get clear on is what do you want to achieve? Yeah. (laughs) It sounds obvious, doesn't it? It does, but so many people miss it. Yeah. So that that would be my recommendation. Be really clear and communicate that objective and measure based on that. So how do you, what are your thoughts around communicating Mm -hmm. it? Because obviously that's where a lot of partnerships come unstuck, you know, in terms of, you know, whether it's working with a client or whatever it is, but with a collaboration, like, do you recommend having a contract? How do you recommend kind of dealing with it? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, I think smaller collaborations, like, I mean, social media competitions or giveaways and things like that, they don't really warrant a contract. But if you're doing things like a product collaboration that involves significant time investment from like a design and manufacturing perspective, or if if either of you need to put up any kind of um, collateral or cash, you absolutely need a contract to keep everyone um, just really clear on what's happening. It also gives you something to lean on if anything happens to go wrong. And I mean, if you're kind of not uh, not a hundred percent comfortable with collaborations yet. You can use something really um, non-scary, like an MOU document, which is basically like a one and a half pager. And we've got one of them on Collabosaurus. It's basically like um, a memorandum of understanding. So it's basically just so that you can both sign it and go, "Yep, yeah, I understand that these are my. This is what mm-hmm. I'm expected to do, and this is what you're expected to do." In like bullet points. Yeah, I was actually talking to who was it? Um, Oh, Jackie from Miss Blish. She's a 
um, company up here, but she was doing a collaboration with the Cove workspace. It was a co-working yeah. space. And basically like, that's what she said. Basically they gave her like a one pager. These are, you know, the expectations of you. These are the things that we're going to provide you. And she was like, it was yeah. great because it basically kept everyone really clear and accountable on what the expectations gets, were without being. Scared. Yeah. And it gets rid of that like never ending email chain of back and forth and figuring yeah. out exactly. It just consolidates it all. So it's all in one place and everyone can get really clear. So, I mean, yeah, I would say from a communication standpoint, a contract's not a bad idea and it doesn't have to be super scary. But I mean, I liken collaborations to, you know, I use the dating analogy a lot because we're the matchmaker for brands, but it is building a collaboration. It is building a relationship. You need to be really um, transparent and open and communicate what your goals are. And if anything is sort of not going as planned, you need to be quite upfront about that just because you know, no one's a mind yeah. reader. Everyone, everyone just needs to be on. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then I guess like having the other people's interests in mind as well, like just realizing that, you know, it's a two-way street. Yep. Love that. Thanks, Jess. No worries. All right, love. Well, that's pretty much it for me. That's awesome. I feel like um, one of the big things that I constantly get asked is, you know, how do I market my business for free? And I feel like collaborations is one of the very best ways to do it. So um, I feel like that information will be really helpful for them. How can people find you? Well, they can find me in most places. We're on the internet almost everywhere. So you can find <laughs> us on Instagram at Collabasaurus. And we also have um, a podcast called Stop, Collaborate and Listen yes, if you want to check that out. I love your podcast. Everyone should check Thanks. it out. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then Collabasaurus.com if you want to get started there. We'd love to see you over there. Awesome. Thanks, Jess. Thank you so much. 